riding down the Harland Highway. Let me see if your mic's gone. What the? F- no, you got to you got to enunci- enunciate. Oh, could you hear me fine? Is this good? Yeah. Okay. You knew you had to like talk into the mic, right? You can't do silent horse whispers. I'm not a horse. The way this is set up is um, a little intrusive. Would you say? Yeah, I've got to rejigger it. I've got to move this. I know, I know. Why don't we put that on that side? I'll help you out right now. I'm going to do it, um, but I need to do it after I've had a a healing. I could do it for you. I know, but I need to sit with like a shaman and integrate. What about a glassman who could then see you if we put it over there? A glassman? Yeah, by trade. Wow, you are a glassman. Um, Harlan. Hi. Oh, couldn't see you. (laughs) Because of this? Yeah. Well, that brings me to our, our wonderful guest here today. By the way, gang, let's hit the... Uh, you ready for some, some theme music, guy? Is Ario Speedwagon? Yeah, this is Ario Speedwagon after the tour bus rolled. Um, I don't know why I have my glasses on. Me neither. Oh, wow. Cross-eyed Susie, look at you. Have you ever heard of that wildflower, a cross-eyed Susie? One of my favorites. Oh, wait, no, it's a black-eyed Susie. I don't like those as much. Yeah, they feel it's got kind of that battered. When you got a battered Susie, get a battered one that's cross-eyed. When you got a battered Susie, better love the one that's deep inside. For when you love yourself and you love the Lord, you want to figure out what it all was for. And if you want to love who you got inside then baby show what you're worth and have all the pride we talking lazy lazy susie we're talking lazy lazy susie we're talking lazy lazy susan and only on the harlan harlan highway I love Ario Speedwagon. Aren't they the best when they haven't been hip? Their tour bus hasn't been rolled by a train. I didn't know about that. Yeah, a train carved right through their uh, tour bus, killed the drummer, and sheared the legs off the singer. Really? Yeah, just a real rock and roll tragedy. Like Leonard Skinner went down in a helicopter. Stevie Ray Vaughan went down in a helicopter. Ario Speedwagon plowed by the Midnight Express from Cleveland to uh, New Mexico. Train 57092. Are you, um, you know a lot about rock and roll, huh? Just, I'm a train guy. And you know about the helicopters too. Well, helicopters and trains are sort of linked. They're very mechanical. They, right. uh, they run off of oil, gas, diesel, uh, machine parts. And so right. there's a real... Uh, kinetic uh, interrelation mm-hmm. uh, between uh, the two uh, various vehicles. Um, Harlan. Hey. Oh, sorry. This is a little. There hard. it is. It's just a little. You're going you're gonna to get a, l- a little blocked here and there. Oh, what was that? Uh, the wire was on uh, backwards. For me. Oh, because it looked like you were readjusting your scapula. Well, it does look like that, doesn't it? Do you fart? No, it's just your, uh, your scapula. Oh, watch, watch, watch. That way I could do it without a hand. Oh, wow. I do it sometimes with my glasses. Like if my glasses are down, I could yeah. fix it with my hand, but you could also just go like this. Oh, the gopher. Yeah, the gopher look. Yeah. Prairie, gopher gla- the, the prairie dog thing. People when I was in uh, middle school, they would call me gopher, uh, gopher glassman. Oh, and, yeah. But I always thought they were like making fun that I was a receptionist and they're saying gopher glassman. Oh, wow. But they were calling me a gopher. In middle school. Yeah. And what happened when you went to the school on the right? They, uh, they, they called me the same thing. I mean, it's, it's st- I'm still known as this. Well, what about on the school on the left? Never went. Although it's more important now than ever with what's happening in this climate politically. <sighs> you, so you only went to middle school and right school, but not the left. I went to middle school, right school, school. high school. Wow. MRH. That's where I get my nickname, MRH. Oh, yeah. People think it's for Mr. Harlan, but it's middle school, right but what's an MRI? Because I've heard those letters before. Yeah, that's that's a medical uh, uh, imagery procedure where you could then see within. It's like an X-ray is just bones, but MRI lets you see joints and ligaments from a three-dimensional space. It's and done with magnets. Could it let you see a scapula? <laughs> yeah, but you would also probably do an X-ray for that. I wouldn't. Maybe uh, whoever you're referring to would. But Whomever. 
Well, I don't. Uh, I go straight to uh, things I want to go to, and I don't right. necessarily follow the protocol right. of uh, interwoven uh, uh, technocrats. IRTC, yeah. But I go to my doctor, Doctor Whom, and he Doctor Who, Doctor Whom, Who, Whom. Oh, okay. first case. First case, really? You were his first patient? Mm-hmm. Wow. So he's new. Not. I mean, I went to him five years ago, so he's been doing it. I mean, I still go to him. Who? Whom? Who? First base. Um, this is my guest, uh, Rick Glassman. Um, I, and you're here, did you, you're here on the Harland Highway, guy. Yeah, yeah. What, and what a trip it, it is so far. So far, it's beautiful a beautiful view. It is a beautiful trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you like that? Do you think I'm funny? I swear I'm getting there. Right. Well, you that's, know, that's, that's, that's kind of the theme of, of, of the podcast, right? Yeah. If you were already there, what would we be listening to? Uh, I don't know what you listen to when you get there. Are you saying like when we get to heaven or when we get to hell type of thing? Wherever it may be. See, there's a cliche um, that is uh, appreciate the journey It's because that's what it's about. It's not about the destination. I would argue yeah. it's not not about the destination. The destination is a variable, but let's not pretend that the journey isn't a longer one. And it's important. Yeah. Right? Take, take, for example... If, can I just stop you for one second and then... You, uh, if you could just spell cliche for me, because I'm hung up on that. C-L-I-C-H-E, uh, but it's the one with a dash above the second. So D. it's German cliche. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not. I'm not. Maybe uh, you're pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, I, 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 cliche. I, but maybe it's when there's ever a thing that mm-hmm. that thing cliche. Yeah, is probably the right pronunciation. But you're the author. You're the one who's written a book. Mm-hmm. Have you not written a book? I have not written a book, but one of the things, uh, Rick, I was going to say Richard. That's fine. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the things, uh, one of the many things Richard uh, does, he's a, uh, a comedian, he's mm-hmm. an actor, mm-hmm. he's a producer, mm-hmm. and he's an author. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I mm-hmm. wanted to really jump into mm-hmm. out of the gate mm-hmm. today was your new book. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I got my uh, team on it, and uh, I was just fascinated. It was such a, a good read. Uh, Pony Rides and Prostitutes, mm-hmm. uh, My Childhood Memoirs with My Uncle Charlie. Well, see, Pony Rides and Prostitutes originated from meeting with Dr. Whom and having all these procedures and MRIs. I had a procedure called platelet-rich plasma injection, PRP. Oh, heard of that. Yeah, so yeah. with the PRP, yeah. Prony Rich Prizes, it's why I, I, I went that route. And I actually wanted to show you because oh, I, I sent you the digital copy, but I have yeah, the, I saw the, the image for the back cover, my picture. Oh, this is for the back of your, your book. Yeah. I thought maybe you could, run it, you could put it up somewhere. I could sign it when we're done. Yeah, let's show that to the, to the five or six people watching here. And uh, this is... Uh, I thought they only listen. Yeah, some of them have to watch because they have uh, eyes. And it's, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. they're born with eyes. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I have to watch. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, Rick Glassman, and let's talk about your book, uh, Ponytail, uh, Pony Rides Pony. and Prostitutes, yeah. uh, Memories of a Childhood with Uncle Charlie. Yeah. And if you're okay, if I could jump in and just right out of the gate read an excerpt. Yeah. Uh, this was... Uh, well, I want to make sure, because it isn't out yet, and I want to make sure we're not... T- what chapter are you want doing? This is uh, chapter one, right near the beginning. I want to make sure that we don't... We, uh, anything that's... Because it is a it's a it's a four act book. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to just make sure we don't do anything from the second, third, or fourth act. So that's fine. We won't. We won't. But uh, you know, I just found it such a fascinating journey that um, you to to know someone related to the, the Manson family, Charlie Manson, and that you were uh, he was your uncle. Well, he's a mind uh, we, blower. We called him an uncle because he was he was he was my uncle's best friend, and we called them our my uncles. Um, but hmm. he's not blood related. But yes, I mean, I grew up Uncle Charlie. Well, if I, your book maybe, I don't know if it spins a little I, bit of a different... Did you finish it? I finished the whole thing. I couldn't put it down. Are you kidding? The will stories you, of you... Will you bleep this part out? Sure. Will you really bleep this part out? Yes. That's why. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. Now, after reading it, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, let me let me just can I read this excerpt mm-hmm. and and then uh, let's jump in. I've got a hundred and twenty five million questions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if I could, if I could just read. <laughs> Jump in and read an excerpt. Yeah. Uh, This is Pony Rides and Prostitutes with Uncle Charlie. My childhood memoirs of my uncle, Charles Manson, by Richard R. Glassman. Um, Glassman. Yeah. Uh, Here we go. Um, I stood in the living room window. Wonderment filled my youthful eyes as Uncle Charlie walked up the path to the front door. Just like every Thanksgiving, he always showed up last. The rest of the family pretending not to be annoyed. There was something about Uncle Charlie that was different. He wasn't like the other adults. He had a swagger, a charisma, a twinkle in his eye that made me wonder if Satan had red hair surrounding his burnt asshole. I remember when he would pick me up and hug me, my cheruby face pressing into the brittleness of his endless wiry beard, my nose buried deep within the entangled, unkept whiskers growing from his face. It stunk in there, like the black leather miniskirts of a thousand Bakerfield streetwalkers, like the sheets of a Motel 6 bed after a big rig driver had had all-night trucker sex with an overweight runaway from Galveston or El Paso. It whiffed of tobacco, Velcro, and even a hint of Burger King Whopper with cheese, but somehow I liked it. It was familiar to me. It felt like home. It felt like Thanksgiving. Even after the time he pulled me in so deep, I somehow got a corn niblet stuck in my eyelid. I still loved it in Uncle Charlie's osprey nest of a beard. He was most certainly my favorite uncle. I mean, for, for our viewers, our listeners, how, how, do, how does a child have what turned out to be one of the most, I hope you're not offended by this because he's family, evilest people. Well, I was going to say evilest people on the planet coming for Thanksgiving dinner into your home and just you being obviously enamored with him or charmed by him somehow. Yeah, well, um, I mean, it's, uh, it's Charles Manson, Rick. Uh, are you getting emotional, sort of? No, it's just, um, I mean, most writers have, might have more words. You're kind of, if you could articulate anything at this point. I'm feeling, um, I'm feeling empathy toward my younger self. Okay, okay, I see. Can, why? Um, if you don't mind me getting deeper and, and, and tragedy. For a very, well, I didn't know. Anything, what was happening. Right, this you was just clearly a didn't know. Of my uncle's. He was the family, your favorite uncle. And um, as I got older and I learned, I had a lot of shame about this. And mm. in fact, uh, mm-hmm. writing, starting this project, I wasn't planning on sharing a book. Right. I was, um, my therapist had suggested I do diary entries and it turned right. into a bit of, uh, it was easier to tell it as a story. Right. As if right. as if this was a story, as if this something wasn't something that my family and I experienced, if this wasn't something that maybe I didn't do wrong. Maybe as a child, I was just living my life forward and not understanding and and to appreciate the idea that I can't understand. I understand something now that I didn't understand then about yourself or about Uncle Charlie, about about all of it, about about the wow. about the way the world works and how we grow up in a bubble and we think that bubble is all that exists. Yeah. And at a certain point, it's our responsibility to recognize that just because that bubble does exist, it doesn't mean there aren't other bubbles around. And I had a lot of shame and regret in thinking that, how did I not know what I know now? Because about I, Uncle Charlie? About Uncle Charlie, about my, my actual Uncle Rob. Okay. And their relationship. Mm. And... What could I have done different? And I wait. I, are you experiencing some kind of residual guilt, like for the, yeah, the actions a, of, of Charles Manson? You somehow feel absolutely beholden to his actions, or I don't feel beholden to his actions. No, I do feel like well, if I knew then what I knew now, would yeah. I have eaten the food that he brought? Would oh. I have? Would I even? Would I have welcomed him in? Would I have trusted him? Would I have? 
loved him. Well, on that note, if I can read the next excerpt where you're having Thanksgiving dinner, on the, the food played a very important role where it feels like that might have been what triggered you to understand what was beginning to evolve between you and him and the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could do one more excerpt here, I think this sheds light on what you were just saying and probably maybe even more articulately than how you said it, even though you wrote this. Um, I re- I, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, and I know that you're being playful. It, it, uh, well, you as a person or a playful person, I mean. Well, it's more of a backhanded slap or slander. Well, I just felt that way. I just want to acknowledge yeah. that the way you said how I'm not being articulate. Now, uh, this is a story that I went through that is told in a way to be uh, understood. And I'm just expressing... Just a, this, I haven't spoken about this yet. Publicly. I know, but it's it's odd when you bring in the the artist, the author, the writer, and and the the, the thing on the paper seems more articulate than the, the person who created it. And I guess I'm it's just, well, the, what the book is is a sense of memory of the things that happened as opposed to the feelings I have today. This is from the point of view, right? And okay. it, what's confusing, it's from the point of view as a kid told ch- from the adult. Child. Yes. So well, now here I am telling you the point of view. Of the adult. So right, anyway, right. but continue. And it's very, very blurry. But let's see if we can clear it up a little with this next excerpt. Um, this is tough to read, but let's jump in. It was a, this book. I mean, it kept me up uh, all night. When? Uh, oh, this was about uh, three weeks ago. I was reading it. Have you been sleeping? Was it just that it's one? It's been t- tough sleeping. Since? I mean, well, it's just we're friends. I know you. To know that you went on this journey with this uncle who turned out to be one of the most vile human beings on the planet and you didn't know him but no but you did Mm -hmm. and i feel empathy and compassion for my friend who who lived through a a trauma he didn't know was on its way i recall uncle charlie showing me a card trick once asked me to pick a card from the deck before doing so i took notice of something on charlie's hand and commented Is that dried human blood under your fingernails, Uncle Charlie? I asked as innocently as an altar boy who had just snuck a silent church fart out under his Sunday robe. My my dad thought that that was funny, but my uh, publisher told me that it sounds like making a joke, and I thought it did loosen it a little. Well, if I could maybe read uh, uninterrupted, that would... No, I'm just saying it okay, because yeah. it's almost yeah. like you you already write it, wrote this and we don't need you, you. It's like you're trying to put glory on glory. And Uncle Charlie's eyes turned as black as Satan's fallopian tubes and he responded in a soft, almost seductive voice. I'm going to snap your femurs and suck the marrow out like a hyena eating placenta off the back of newborn twins. I was both confused but enchanted by this unfamiliar banter, and it wasn't until later during the Thanksgiving feast that Uncle Charlie's colorful words took on even more meaning. Charlie had requested a drumstick off the massive festive turkey, and when no one was looking, he snapped the leg bone in half and made his tongue dance like a Russian ballerina across the jagged, splintered edges. Like a fleshy, crimson serpent straight from Satan's vulva, Uncle Charlie's eyes filled up with can only be described as the maniacal gaze of a fat woman sniffing for cheesecake crumbs in the folds of her own muffin top. (laughs) For the first time, I started to wonder if Uncle Charlie's strange allure was more menacing than I had ever expected, if perhaps my favorite uncle, Uncle Charlie, could somehow hurt me. I mean, are you kidding me? Wow. So I mean, I've got I've got goosebumps. So it, it's uh, without giving too much away, I do want to acknowledge um, the tone of what this book is. Yes, uh, and um, I am uh, using poetic license to instill some of the realizations and awarenesses that like I was talking about that I have today. Then okay, so it's important to acknowledge some of the things that I remember are contextualized different through the eyes today. For example, he was talking about that stuff, but when he was making jokes, and I thought they were, about hyenas, I just was yeah. playing, listening to Lion King, and I, I didn't, right. and I'm now looking back and literally, literally filling in the blanks. In fact, part of this process that I was doing with my therapist literally had blanks, almost Mad Libs, and I filled in wow. as much as I could remember, and I asked some family and friends, and then some of which, just full candor, was just... F- filling in to get from here to here as most efficiently as I can with things that I like, 
I, um, like the, the tur- turkey leg, for example. I remember it was something with a turkey. I don't remember if it was the leg. Snap. Yeah, I, I just remember. Just like, I remember the bone and some and it was yeah, like eating the devil's Volvo, the, the car. And I think it's a you wrote Volvo. Yeah, Volvo, that Volvo. my publisher su- suggested that would make more sense, but I remember it being like the car. He was licking a ca- a car. Hmm. Okay. Because he was licking. He was going like this. Uh, and I was thinking like a steering wheel. Okay, okay. Yeah. Some of these, sometimes when writers write books, they clear, um, like, publishing edits up before they go no, to it print. Is. This is ready to go. It is, it is. okay. This is, this it is. is, this is, okay. is uh, it's, it's, it's based on a true story and, uh, and true events, but not everything is real. I mean, Charles Manson is filtered through the eyes of an innocent, uh, pimple, zit-faced child. I didn't have, I, my face... It wasn't. I had pimples, yes, but no yeah. more. Zit, no more than any, No more than anybody else at that age. I think I look. You look like you might have had a lot. I like, understand. Like a, like, I didn't have that many pimples. Seems I get the sense you had like like almost like a a star cluster with with pus and red welts. No, I my, you know I I uh, I did. I did uh, that process with the, those three steps you get at the mall. It starts with a C. I don't know what it's called, but you use the liquid blue stuff and then the cream and then the other thing. And okay. Clearasol or whatever. Clearasol. It was. No, it wasn't that, but it's something like that. I used that until I found out that that's actually, you become reliant on it. And now I just use Cetaphil at night once. Uh, I wash my face with soap once a, once a day at night. Uh, then I put rose water on, some vitamin C. Um, serum. I use a red light mask every now and then. Uh, I mean, these are all indicators that, that of a child that had severe uh, acne vulgaris. I, just, I mean, I'll go beyond acne and say acne just, vulgaris, just, which is the medical term for severe right? bumps and welts. I could get Dr. Whom on the phone and he will let you know. Whom? I'm sorry, who? <laughs> no, no. His name is Dr. Whom. My doctor is named Seymour Whom. How do you spell that? W-H-O-M. Oh, with the silent M. Okay. No. Who? Hmm. Whom? Hmm. Are you saying hmm or hmm? Doctor whom? Knock, what? knock. Whom's there? Who? Your doctor. Doctor whom? Okay, okay. Have you seen the show Doctor Whom? Yeah. On the BBC? Yeah. That. But I, I never stood what, understood what BBC stood for. British but... Broadcast Channel. Don't have to snap at me, I don't think. I'm uh, I'm sorry. I must have been a little cons- abrasive. I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm just trying to f- get information about the author here. I, and I, would I can t- see why you're sensitive. You're ramped up. Your uncle uh, wrote uh, "Helter Skelter" in a woman's blood on a wall. I can see why you're that was the emotional. Be- thinking of the Beatles. No, Charles Manson and his. I never knew that that was him. Well, the- I, again, I was a child, yeah. but we all were. We were, and this is what makes it so fascinating to me, and that's why, yeah. uh, you know, I really was excited to have you on here, because yes, you're a comedian, yes, you're a producer, yes, you're a lot of things. What but else? Y- you're, uh, I, I just, want to promote the other things I am. Well, you're an author, and, mm-hmm. but I just find your mind goes a little deeper. This, it goes a deeper into the strata, it goes into the different layers of the lasagna, the, the lasagna that is your mind, that is Because Rick it's Glossman. a long highway, that's what I really like about this show. Yeah. Because there's a lot going on. Yes. A lot of lanes, too. So it's not just how far it is, it's how wide. You know? Yeah. Because, like, I could get from here to here in a straight line, or I could weave. Now, weaving takes a little bit longer, but it offers, and it, it, the analogy would be more perspectives, weaving through the perspectives, weaving through the perspective, seeing through the windows of the other cars from the other side, yeah. getting to the destination not as quickly as you can, but as efficiently. You're getting a bit ramped up, and I'm sensing road rage here on the Harland Highway. A lot of people think efficiency is how fast you could get someplace. I think efficiency is how kind you could get there. See, this is these are the layers of the human lasagna or the mind that I, I wanted to get to with you. Yeah, which you know that's what an MRI does do. It shows, shows. the layers. And an MRI doesn't just show the thing. Like we could take this. This is from Rocket Man. We could take this and take an MRI of it, and literally, it like images. Like if we were to slice it right. and see from the top or the bottom from all these different angles. MRI, in a way, is it, a scientific practice of perspective. Yeah, an SPP. Well, there's, again, another three-letter uh, thing you're throwing T-L-T-Y-T-A-M. at me. T-L-T-Y-T-A-M. <laughs> LOL. What does that mean? Uh, legs on 
Larry. <laughs> I have a friend who's a quadriplegic and just had new legs. You know, I actually um, oh, am aware of your uh, book, Legs on Larry. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. Are you not speaking of it I, yet? I'd rather, you know, I, I do talk about it, but this is uh, this is your time, and this is, this is I, I really oh, want to... I don't to have del- internet access anyway because I have it in my email. But oh, we'll have you back on the podcast. And I, oh, I'd love it. to. Yes. Now, I wanted to. T- we talked about road rage. We just touched on it. And Rick, but, al- but also, I want. I also want to like talk well, about us a little bit. I do too. And I'm curious how, how how has the response been since you've been on the Take Your Shoes Off podcast? People have been pretty freak freaking happy about it, huh? Well, is that what got you into this? I'll I'll be honest. You were an Thank inspiration. You. you were an inspiration. I wasn't doing my podcast before this. And then you saw me doing it. Uh, you invited me on your podcast, which if you'd like to tell the folks about it right now, that you, you they do know have about a po- it. They know about okay, it. That's why well, they're I'm here. I'm just trying to be a gentleman and, and let you mention it, because right now I've been so Pushing deep, heavy into your book. Yeah. Uh, but no, you... you uh, Rick. Richard. Richard Glossman. I, I was... Um, I... I, I uh, was inspired when I did your podcast, because... Uh, it was something I'd been flirting with in my head, mm. and I hadn't been on a lot of podcasts. And when I went on yours, I had such a fun time, and it was moving and inspiring. And so I, I, you're part of the reason that I'm here and the reason you're here. Yeah. Um, why are people so angry these days? I'll tell you why. Why? I'll tell you why. Because uh, back when we were kids, right? Yeah. Um, there were only so many stages, and I mean that as a, as a metaphor. There was only so many platforms. There were only so many megaphones. There were only so many microphones. There were only right. so many outlets that you could take in, right? Yeah. Now, now um, uh, uh, what's the guy's name from, uh, he was in Third Rock from the Sun in Inception. Yes, it's a three-name name. Oh, Philip uh, Seymour Hoffman, but it's not that. Michael J. Fox? No, it's something else. Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> no, what is his name? He was in uh, Angels in the Outfield. Oh, Joseph Lord, oh, Joseph Jess, Gordon Sarah Levitt, Jessica Park, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yes. Now he yes, did a TED. What I meant he did say. a TED talk, and he was talking about the two sides of things: where there is paying attention, and there's seeking attention. Okay. And at a certain point, seeking attention could be detrimental. Where hmm. paying attention allows you to fill your cup. Now, what my point is: when so many people have a platform to then seek attention, to have their voice be heard, right? To have their voice be responded to, it, it it offers this this echo chamber, this 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 bubble where this becomes not only not only more important, the only thing. Almost like when you were speaking of as a child, we were be- because we grow into adults, but we'd be foolish to not acknowledge the fact that we are all still children, older, older children, older children, yeah, yeah. but children nonetheless. So when you were in this huh. bubble yelling, "Fuck," you know. Fuck the Democrats. Fuck the Jews. Whoa. Then you have people that are either coming and saying, no, fuck you, or yes, fuck whatever it might be. So you're yeah. either you're either building this blind army or fighting against people that really are your brethren. They really are your brethren. And you're insinuating mm. that these soapboxes are virtual, digital, like like you're talking about social media Now, technology platforms. has offered that, but it's also within the public. So That's what I'm getting at. So out in the real world, there's anger out there. Because there's we angst. learn to communicate. We learn to communicate through a wall. Let me give you an example. Okay. Speaking okay. of road rage. Yeah. Well, here we go. You're driving in your car. No, not you. Somebody. Let's say somebody. I do drive. But let's let's put it away from you because it's it's easier to acknowledge if we remove the ego. And the best way to do well, this I is consider to consider myself self. a good driver. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my tail between my legs because you don't want me to be a driver. Have you ever had road rage? Have you ever yelled at somebody I have. in your car? Then we'll use you. And if you're uncomfortable, we get out of this out. Okay. You're driving along. You're doing your thing. Yeah. Right? Listening to your rock and roll music. Well, I don't know if I jazzercise while I drive. Just if your version of your thing. But rolling the shoulders, I, I don't oh. want to be labeled Casey and the Sunshine Bandit. Okay. What about Casey and JoJo, where you're just living all your life? Okay. All I right. can roll with that. All right. I can shoulder So you're driving. You're that. doing your thing. Yeah. Right? Okay. Now you're doing Paul Abdul, like, head shuffles. And I don't... Do you why? like cartoon cats? Yeah. Well, could you pay attention? Okay. Because I got something perfect for you coming up. Yeah, I'll mix my twat hairs. So you're driving, and then somebody cuts you off a little bit, okay? 
Sorry, it's okay. Edit no, it out. I, I don't know what where that came from. You got me a little. You got you as you can see. You're getting me a little amped up, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm staying on the roller coaster. And, but ride. that's okay. Instead of pretending like you're not amped up or feeling shame, accept that these are the emotions you're having. Let them pass okay. through the highway, and oh. you are accepted. Okay. This is the perspective. This is the weaving. This okay. is real life, baby. Okay. And to pretend it doesn't exist God. is what these politicians are doing by pretending that their life is perfect when they're all fucking fucking cheating on their wives. Yeah. All right. So you're driving down the street. You're doing your thing. Okay. Right. You're doing your thing. Well, I All don't of a ride sudden, a horse. Never. No, well, I have, but I have a, a proverbial fear of horses. Spell proverbial. P r v i b r i l a. I don't know. That just well, sounds wrong. I'm not going to be mocked as the champion of uh, the Bakersfield 43rd annual spelling bee. I'm not going to sit here ASB. and be uh, mocked by my own That's guess. why I wanted to have somebody else instead of you, because you're letting your ego get in the way well, of how you drive. it's hard. It's hard. You're rolling your shoulders. You're, you're doing uh, She's a Dirty Rotten Snake by Paul Abdul. You're doing Shake, Shake, Shake by Casey in the Sunshine. I'm clearly taking a jab at my driving. We're talking about somebody else now. Somebody's driving okay. down the street, all right? Somebody cuts them off, right? And then instead of being instead of being present with the person, they're literally by design alone by themselves. This person is not a person where you empathize. This person is a vehicle, is an enemy, is an obstacle, is an intrusion. So instead of handling it the way you would interpersonally, you go, fuck you, you miserable fucking cunt bitch. And you get angry. Now, if you're in a grocery store and someone with a cart goes in front of that same person, chances are that's not how you're going to respond because you see the person. Sure. We are learning to communicate through a wall. We are blind. We are at the keyboard. Though we are more connected than we've ever right. been, we've also mm-hmm. become more alone than we've sure. ever been. Yeah, so it. we have learned to communicate with people alone. Mm-hmm. Harlan, I'm making a really good point here. Well, you know, when you raise your voice... Uh, I start to wonder if you've got some anger issues That's inside. a great point. Isn't it interesting how raising our volume could actually make us be less heard? And that's why it's important to be in the same room with somebody so you could learn. And now I could lower my voice. There we go. Because I don't know to turn my caps off if you're not here to tell me how you feel. People, well, I people, think I just articulated that you're, you're... Exactly. Because here we are. Okay. Here we are. Okay. Here we are. People don't express okay. how they feel online. You know what they express? What they hate. Yeah. They express how much they want things to change, not by providing an example, but by, by provide, but providing an anger, a, a, a resentment. That's a, a the fear. point I was making before the, the ten minute uh, ramble. Well, well. In conclusion, what I'm saying is, people have learned. People are so angry because they've learned to communicate with other people alone. They don't get to feel. They don't get to connect. Okay. So now, when they're out in the real world, they're saying things like lols. What is it? Lols. Lowell's? Lowell's. When I was a kid... I usually go to Home Depot. You go to Lowell's? No, no, Lowell's. Like, laughing out louds. Oh, LOLs. LOLZ. So you're laughing and you have narcolism? You fall asleep? It's just what people say. Well, you said LOLZ. That someone would be laughing. Ha! Ah, and then... And then narcolepsy. Right. Narcolepsy. Sometimes. Cannibalism. What is, what is it when you fall asleep? Narcolepsy. No, thanks. I'm busy. Ooh. Now, Harlan, um, you're drinking a hot chocolate on a, on a day that's over 100-degree weather. Yeah. Is that because you're blessed with air conditioning? No, this is because uh, you can cycle. If you could not perform fellatio on your I, Starbucks I try. chocolate von grande uh, dingle van glende or whatever it is. Say that again? I, I want to see uh, if you got it right. Macho Ralph DiMaggio von glande uh, testicular von glandular cat von D's Sephora midnight crunch. eyeshadow crunch. Yeah. Uh, I tr- I've been trying to drink from the straw without looking. Like, if I look at it, okay, it's easier to sip. But if not, I have to feel for it. Oh, with your tongue. You know, you look like an anteater that just walked out of a Motel 6 after getting rimmed. You know, it's interesting. My Uncle Charlie used to call my uncle, his friend, Uncle Bob's wife, oh. the anteater. God, can we do one more excerpt from, from, from the book? I have one final one that moved me. It involves your mother. Uh, and I know that's a touchy if, area of the book. If but it's If it's... I have a question. Are you going to hear me? Yes. After afterwards, I want to hear your your follow up to your powerful words. I, I mean, don't. This I, is I powerful don't, stuff, guy. Okay. I I don't want you to. I really don't. 
Um, it's your podcast. I don't want to negate you. And if that's something that is important to you, but I'm just telling you how I feel. I really don't want you. To. I want to say I'm receiving your feelings and I'm respectful of your feelings. Great. And, and so what do you want to talk what about? What I want to do is for the sake of our viewers and listeners, I have to override your personal needs okay. and agendas. And I think we need to fill a void for our Okay, our, our listeners that need to know about I a don't young, want this to happen, a young innocent boy that had an uncle who slaughtered people in the Hollywood Hills while he was in bed playing with his Lego set. I don't, now you're getting me mad. I think you, you wrote this book. You owe it to the people to share it. And I'm going to... God... It's like I'm dealing with someone who has careful, SARS. Careful, careful, the, careful, the, the, careful, the, the, careful, so. careful, careful, careful. Care Bears. I saw your password. Well. Is that something you don't want me to share? You can say it out loud. I'm, that's, I'm, see, unlike you, I'm, I'm being open, which is the opposite. Say it out loud. Go ahead. I'm giving you permission. Say my password out loud. Fun bags. No, it's not my business. It's not theirs. But this is, this is important. This is literature, guy. You wrote this. You were, I don't know how many nights you were up and down. This obviously moved you. You told us earlier that this book had to come out of you. You're dealing with a lot, being the uh, nephew of a maniacal madman who took the life of a one Sharon Tate, an actress. Now, let's not fight your own impulses and your own creativity. And I'm sorry if this upsets you, but after we do this, I'm going to do a raw shock test with you and and see if we can get to some of the deeper angst that's lying within your curriculum uh, surface uh, hieroglyphic uh, enzyme particulars. Here we go from Pony Rides and Prostitutes with Uncle Charlie, my memoirs as a child living with Charles Manson as my uncle. This is our third and final excerpt by Rick Glassman. My mother was running late for her jazzercise class. The panic in her voice dripped like sweat down the side of Paul Newman's face. I remember speeding through traffic, her Volkswagen Beetle running over several cats. (laughs) You know, if laughing is part of the therapy of the... Of course, it's, it's an insane story. Of course it is. Well, I didn't write it. You did. What's wrong with it? Why, why is there such judgment and what emotions well, we choose I to express? Well, I find this tough stuff and you're laughing it off like I'm what was doing the first a knock-knock What was the first part of that sentence? What was the first three words you just said? My mother was running. No, no, what you said. You said, I find this. Yeah. You find it. Oh, I see. You can find it however you'd like to. Okay. I, okay. Let me step back. Sorry. Okay. Can it's I, fucking funny, man. It I is. get it. Okay. I, I see... The, the, the laughter is probably a way of a coping mechanism, perhaps. Why the fuck? Yeah, why? You, that's why I have a, po- a silly Hands podcast. Off, sorry, I. I it's not. It's fine. It's totally fine. Okay. I get it. I'm just saying. Just now, understand. when I hear you laugh, I, now I know. Thank you for communicating that. Something that me. we couldn't do behind a message board. That's right. Well, let, let me uh, finish. Here we go. I remember speeding through traffic, her Volkswagen Beetle running over several cats. My delirious mother not even flinching. Within minutes, we arrived at Uncle Charlie's compound where I was pushed out of the car door so quickly I felt like an unborn elk popping out from its mother's hoofed uterus. (laughs) And now I stood alone with the eerie sting of cicadas filling the hot, sticky summer air. As the dust from my mother's tires settled on the dirt ground beneath my Scooby-Doo sneakers... (laughs) I stood there in the spacious compound surrounded by shabbily built bungalows and dilapidated cars. There was a somberness to this place, a queer sense of anticipation as if something was about to happen. And then, as if on cue, a rickety screen door burst open on one of the cabins and a shirtless Uncle Charlie appeared, his arms outstretched, chocolate syrup rings finger-painted around his nipples and a welcoming smile across his face as he crossed the compound toward me. Star Lizard, he called, as the gap between us narrowed. Star Lizard, I responded curiously. Uncle Charlie's eyes twinkled like a lighthouse at the edge of the world. 
I was the unsuspecting moth drawn to the glow. Everyone in the compound has a Manson family name. We don't use real names here. I felt the warm trickle of urine make its way down my inner... I felt the warm trickle of urine make its way down my inner thigh as I could no longer contain my youthful excitement. Uncle Charlie knew I loved lizards. And before I could say thank you, Charlie scooped me up in his arms, hugged me like a corpse washed up on a beach, and said, Come on, let's go get a needle in your arm and get you jacked up on black Afghanistan heroin. Uncle Charlie wants to take you on a magic pony ride to prostitute land. <sighs> Guy, I'm, again, I'm... Is it the hot chocolate or the it, words? It, you're, you're, I mean, how did you make it through this? What, I don't know. Like... I, by pushing forward. I'm sorry, an 11-year-old boy with a heroin needle slapped in his veins? Mm -hmm. Prostitutes? How how old were you when you were deflowered by this maniac and his his night walkers? I never slept with any of them. I I lost my virginity at 17. Oh, Mm -hmm. but how does one know that if one's, you know, flying, tweaking on uh, Afghani heroin? I mean, well, my therapist tells me uh, that, that subconscious trauma still exhibits itself uh, in the consciousness. Okay. And uh, there was no trigger with any of these things. Of course, something may have happened, um, but it doesn't feel as though something did. And for all that I remember, that wasn't the case. Wow. I mean, I don't, I don't know if, you, if you're comfortable with the term hero, but yeah. you, uh, I am. you're like a hero to make it through this. Uh, you know, uh, I want to acknowledge both, the, both um, accept what you said about me being a hero, and yes, but also acknowledge how many single mothers out there who, oh. who are raising of their families, um, and some single fathers, but mostly single mothers. Uh, With a bad uncle? And they're mean? heroes. Now, a lot of that is hyperbolic. I never knew Charles Manson. My family never knew Charles Manson. But this all existed, and it's all a microcosm of what traumas we exist and what uncomforts live within the family and what we take on as a burden to ourselves versus what we take on as a burden that exists within the universe, right? So when, when somebody comes and, and gets in the way of your highway, uh, you could swerve around, uh, you could stop, or you could barrel through. Now, sometimes you may choose to swerve around and or stop. And if those don't work, your other option is to, is to is not go anywhere or to barrel through. And is it your fault that this obstacle forced itself upon you? And how you handle it is a choice. But how you grieve and how you, how you handle the choices that you made behind you, that isn't something that you could change. It's only something you could accept, grow, and learn from. And I've chosen to take this stuff and not only... Uh, artistically express it to let people know that everybody has an Uncle Charlie Manson in some way or another. But to say that this isn't something to be shameful of. It's something to, by design, acknowledge because that's the only way to get past. God, the way your mind works. I mean, it's... uh, I I almost need to, you know, take a little break just to absorb. You want to take a break? No, I just... Mentally, I need to take a break, absorb... Uh Uh, you know, categorize and yeah. influentialize the, the particles that are uh, being manipulated, manipulated through, through the uh, of cornea and uh, the, the vitriolic fluid that's uh, tantalizing the cortex. Uh, I know. traumatic uh, Corinthians. Mm-hmm. I'd love to, uh, because we're getting deep, deep. Yeah. I'd love to do a raw shock test with you. Is that, are you, are you? Yeah, one of my best friends is a raw shock. Okay. So I'm, I'm used to it. Let's, uh, this would be great because I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm getting stuff here with you that I, I don't get with other guests. Well, you should check out the Take Your Shoes Off podcast to enjoy that even further, the audience I'm speaking of. But l- I'm trying to keep the focus on your intellect, on your lack of ability to focus. We're doing a show here, guy. Are you playing solitaire? Or what, what was that? Uh, that's a personal thing. But... We do need to focus. We're I'm here in with the you middle now. of a. I'm here with you about now. to do a raw shock test, and I felt like you were checking movie times or stocks or something. And I'm about to, to do a rush. Do you know what? 
You know, what, what movie times and the stock market have in common ever since this whole Reddit uh, extravaganza with the, with the manipulation of, of, of these push options and AMC and what's going on with Regal filing Chapter 11 now. And, and, and it's interesting how the entertainment industry um, at the highest level, at least in my opinion, and for you, thanks to Rocketman and the movie business, that um, these things have been, uh, have, been, have been put from something that you seek for pleasure versus, uh, into something that is literally people's livelihoods. And, and that line between the professionals and the audience has really been blurred, or I, I would even say it's come closer together. If you know with Venn Diagrams, Sure, I love the Fast and the Furious. So, no, no, Vin Diesel. Vin Diagrams are these circles where now that middle circle has, it, the overlap has been bigger, and it's kind of like we're all in this together. We're all, even you, like you're, hmm. like you're starting this podcast. Why? That's not who you are. It's not necessarily who you, what you chose to do. It's not even what I want. Right, but. I don't we, even want to be here right now. But we have, take, we have to take on this responsibility to like put yourself out there. It's, it's a new landscape, right? You're not only now uh, an actor, an artist. You're a marketer. You're an editor. You're a producer. You're a cameraman. You're all these things because you must and we must. And model, that's what's happening with model. the stock market. Yeah, model as Boy, well. See, this is, uh, you know, if. Your mind, you know, I, I... What was that noise you made before you said your mind? It was, what does that mean? It was me. It was... If you ever heard of the term jambalaya in the cooking world? Yeah. So I just had a cacophony of, of jambalaya. I, tr- I tried to express myself and keep up with your mind, right. and I, I strip stumbled on about 17 words at once. Well, what were those 17 words before well, you get started? Well, I'm embarrassed. One was uh, thalidomide. Um, which is, you know, I see that shit-eating grin on your face. It's the children with the, you know, the crab pickers. Uh, why are you, why are you, you know, I'm not offended, but the judgment that you pass on me, I understand is a lack of acceptance of self. And I think it's so interesting with how aware you are of what's around you, but you're sitting in a chair made of jello. What's going on with you? I'm feeling wobbly, guy. Yeah. Okay, that's why you're stuttering all of your jambalaya. I think you're kind of deflecting because you're a little nervous about the raw shock test. You know what? I, I don't believe I am, but that may be the case, and let's Can see. We jump I in? want to acknowledge that okay, that might be I've true. Okay, got, I've got five images, mm-hmm. raw shock images. I'm going to show them to the crowd first. The and crowd? Then, and then I'm going to show them to you, and I need an impulse reaction to what you're seeing. Snowman. You know this is black, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't see it as a bl- black. A black snowman. I see a silhouette of a snowman on a on a oh uh, being backlit on a snowy field. Very interesting. Okay. Number two, raw shock. I see a bunch of drones lighting up the night sky in a beautiful pattern in an artistic creation. The technology has met art, and it's about time we display this backlit in a snowy field. Actually, this is a snowman that stepped on a landmine. So, but you can interpret what you will. Isn't that what I'm supposed to be doing, though? Uh, you're right. I apologize. How about this one, Richard? That, uh, it's reminding me of when you're at the office doing your thing and you have some free time, so you put your butt on the copy machine and you print some copies, and that's a, the butt. Well, I don't appreciate you coming on my podcast and saying I have lung cancer because that's what I'm getting from this. Okay. Do you want me to give the test to you, or do you want to give it to me? No, oh, sorry. Here we go. Number four. You know, it's funny, because that I see as a snowman who stepped on a landmine. Correct. And it's shadow. Yes. And this is the last one, and uh, this will tell a lot, I think. No, you had it right. Yeah. I see that's you and me looking up at the stars that light our way to happiness and to self-fulfillment. And that's me on the right and you falling over uh, and laughter on the left. That's how, what I saw too, friend. So we shared in two of them. Friend. 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 Friend in need is a friend, friend indeed. And a friend with a deed is a friend in need of somebody to help them bring the furniture into their home. Because he has land. Mm-hmm. Got a deed, he's got land. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to sing some, a, a beautiful uh, Rascal Flats lyric? that I, I would I, love it. I would love it. Because there's this, this idea that we are, uh, we want, and we have these expectations and these goals and these dreams and these desires, and sometimes they're not met, and we feel sad, and we feel sure. shame, and we, we feel like we could have done something better, but you don't realize this is all a path to something that might be even better. And there's a song by Rascal Flats that goes like this. 
Every long lost dream led me to where you are. Others who broke your heart, they were like northern stars. That's distracting me a little. Do you mind if I... Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I thought the music would help the horrible sing singing. But what is it? I, I don't have to do it. No, that's embarrassing. I'm actually really embarrassed. No. And, and, no, 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 it's okay. Your voice... You, I don't know if you remember the scene in Nightmare on Elm Street where Freddy Krueger's claws went down the, the chalkboard. Listen to the words, please. I mean... I've listened to so much of what you had to say, even though it made me uncomfortable. I would appreciate you just listening to this. This is what I hear when you sing. Beautiful drones lighting up, up the night sky. Uh, well, a blowing up black snowman exploding and his, his snowy body parts landing on Princess Diana's grave, who ironically, you know, worked most of her adult life trying to uh, clear landmines. Mm -hmm. So if but you want to sing and mock uh, Lady Diana and her legacy. Jeez, Harlan, you're a tough, you're a tough, well, you're a tough sell. You know, did you, did you think you're going to come on my podcast and just skip through it and not be challenged? I didn't I mean, have expectations. Well... This is why people want to come on here. They know it's going to push buttons. It's going to make them think. It's going to make them Would dance you? the dance. It's going to make them want to have van sex with Casey and the Sunshine Band in Harlan, a Tampa parking lot. How come you're not dancing the lot. dance? How come you're not feeling things? How come you're not allowing your buttons to be pushed? Why don't you just listen to this? It's a beautiful <sighs> lyric. Please, okay. just listen. Okay. Look at me. Every long, long stream led me... And think about what the word... Also... Think, just listen to it. Like, actually listen to it. I'm going to absorb it and go one step further. I'm going to be like a bounty fucking dishcloth sucking up grape juice between uh, Dolly Parton's uh, tit Titty flappers. Flaps. Have you seen The uh, White Man Can't Jump? And remember when they had that argument of like, no, you're but listening I've seen to Black Snowman can fucking explode. He's saying that he's listening to Jimi Hendrix, but he can't hear him. Or, but just li li listen. I'm listen. absorbing. Pl Harlan, give me 25 seconds and listen. Actually listen to the words and think about how poetic this is and what it might mean to you. This is in a way a Rorschach test as well. That's what art is. It makes you feel. I'm not going to tell you what to feel, just that you will. Excuse me. Every long lost dream led me to where you are. Others who broke my heart. They were like northern stars leading me on my way into your loving arms. This much I know is true. Thank God bless the broken road that led me straight to you. You know I'm straight, right? That's Rascal Flats, and I don't know anything about you. I could project and I could assume, but I'm here to listen, and I believe well, that you are. that might have been one of the biggest, deepest, hardest come-ons I've ever experienced. What, is that, what do those lyrics mean to you? Like, how would you... It makes, means to me a full-grown man wants to get me in a bed and roll me over on my stomach and power thunder me. You should get this reprinted to Harlan's ego. Well, because not everything is about to, you. When a man wants to mayonnaise me up and make me slap around like two priests in a, in a bouncy house, I, I'm calling a spade a spade, Mister uh, Snowman Blower. Blower. Okay. Um, let's skip along now. People probably know this about you because of your "Let's Take Our Slippers Off" show. Take your shoes, shoes off. off. It's called the Take Your Shoes Off podcast. You're, you're. Well, I can't hear you. One sec. I'm sorry. I was adjusting. I didn't hear you. What'd you say? I said sometimes when uh, we sniff anteater meat, we get hungry for armadillo juice. Who's, is that Shania Twain? That's Twain, yeah. Um, but you what know I, Shania Twain is Mark Twain's uh, great-great-granddaughter? That's right. Isn't that wild? Mm -hmm. It's so funny, the different relation. And then you're the nephew to Charles Manson. It's, it's again, so that's, that's interesting. Not, well, how, I guess for book sales, I'll say sure, but that's not true. Well, I think maybe Ancestry.com tells another story. Which, by the way, brings us up to uh, right. our sponsors, Ancestry.com. If you go to yes. Harlan Highway, excuse me, Ancestry.com slash HHP. That's Ancestry.com slash HHP for 20% off your first it, it's, kit. It, it's Ancestry.com. I, I, my sponsor is for families that like to fuck. Okay. Um. 
bit awkward there, but uh, if you or I think any it of your really good. doing the plug, if you or any of your relatives would like to have oral or deep um, cavernous sex, uh, please ancestry.com, our slash sponsor HHP. today, slash uh, what's Banjo Eyes. What's the discount that you get? Uh, well, most uh, inbreeds don't know how to do math, so we don't do, uh, they're not the brightest, we don't do calculations oh. okay. for uh, inbreds. Will you clip me singing that song? I think it sounded really good. I'd like clip to clip you. Clip, uh, share with me that song so I could see if I could uh, get Rascal Flats to listen to it. I I think all you're going to get from La- Rascal Flats is like pure litigation for for soiling, if I can use that word, soiling a hit. All right, what were you going to say that you said people know about me? Well, you live in a place, is, is it fair to say, and I think you told me that you live on the spectrum. Is that is that possible for me to say that? Is that real? Mm-hmm. Because I got in a little trouble. The spectrum is a new phrase for me. And I was at a charity event for my charity, Cinnamon Angels Fly, Fly Away. And what, is they do? what do they do? What is their mission? They help ch- children with cinnamon allergies. <laughs> help them with what? Staying away from cinnamon or finding a way that they could digest and metabolize when cinnamon? When they have a cinnamon attack. What's a, what's, a, what's a scientific term for a cinnamon attack? Cinna uh, flare. <laughs> okay. And we help them with the recovery process. Uh, so give and me an this, example. What? Okay, you're in the cinnamon ward at uh, Cedar Sinai. Not me. Tell me an actual example. A child is walking through an airport. A right. cinnabon is wafting, right. purposely wafting cinnamon fumes through Terminal Four, Terminal Five, uh, Delta America Terminal. Uh, a child with severe cinnamon allergies inhales uh, said waft mm-hmm. and uh, lies on the floor. Ankles swell out, which is a common sign. Tongue hanging out. Drool, which uh, enough drool to fill Cujo's asshole. To fill whose asshole? Cujo. He had a do- big dog with rabies. and uh, <laughs> He had a big asshole? He had a huge... Uh, rabies uh, makes the asshole swell and gr- widen. Shania Twain? No, thanks. I'm straight. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so we uh, we help with the recovery, and uh, and so... So the, do, you get the, do you get this guy, boy, in the, in the airport to a hospital, or do you, is there something... Are you working with the airports to have some type of, like, is it an EpiPen? What is it that you give them to recover? No, we, it's just to get them to the hospital, and then we determine how far through the rabbit hole they've, they've Wait, gone. So you, this, this, this charity actually is about transportation... As well? Well, it's about transportation is the first part to get them to a healing center. Well, who who knows that? I mean, transportation can't be the first part. First has to be diagnosing this as a cinnamon. Right, so uh, children children wear a silver bracelet with with an emblem of a piece of cinnamon toast. (laughs) That's cute. It's cute because kids like like it. no, it is cute. Fun it, it's of someone else's disability. Absolutely not. I, I think well, I think it's sweet because because it's a scary thing. It and is. if you're able to put something like a little breakfast item or a little cutesy cartoon, well, it it's makes cinnamon it, toast. Yeah, which makes it not as fearful as like a a skull and crossbones with right. cinnamon sticks as the crossbones. That's right. Thank right. you. Thank mm-hmm. you. You're getting it. And mm-hmm. so, um, so anyways, I was what at a you? charity event. Booger. For uh, for um, Cinnamon Angels Fly Fly Away, and I met a beautiful woman. There was a black tie affair, and I got talking to her, and uh, maybe the cocktails were flowing a little. Right. We were really hitting it off, yeah. and she offered up to me, uh-huh. unsolicited. She said, I just want you to know, uh, before we go any further, I'm on the spectrum. And I said, oh, well, that's okay. I have um, Dish TV, you know, I have. Right, you thought she was talking about cable spectrum, cable. right? Right. And she slapped me and walked away. Yeah. And and but uh, so I realized that the gave spe- you a little bit of cinnamon. Well, the, I realized the spectrum is is not a a, a, a digital uh, satellite uh, service. Yeah. Well, it is not satellite, but it is. Oh, it is. A, okay. Cable. It's cable. Yeah. So I was just slapped for getting slapped. Yeah. Also, you never really know. I mean, women are a complicated animal, and so are men. But the difference between men and women, and there's only two. Here but we the, go. But the big one is yeah. uh, is uh, the the way that they 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 kind of what's the word? It's not empathize, but like uh, uh, digest. I'll say digest yeah. intention, 
right? Okay. So take, for example, this woman who you meet at, at uh, Cinnamon Fly, Angels Fly Fly Away. Yeah. C-A-F-F-A. Uh, sure. Much like the way somebody with a, uh, who has a cinnamon flair kind of takes something that you might be able to take in just as a, as a sweet little spice. Yeah. But they take it and it makes their ankles swell and their mouths drool. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not cinnamon isn't the problem. It's the inflammation. It's the way it's metabolized. It's, it's the body itself. It's right. A, right. And when we start to recognize our body as, as not something that belongs to us, rather than something that we also get to inhabit, along with millions and millions of other microbiome, right, hmm. of, of, other, of other, not just millions upon millions of molecules, and, uh, but, but actual other living, living creatures sure. that we are kind of, but we like to pretend we're controlling, and some of it with consciousness we are, but a lot we're not controlling. And so instead of cinnamon being the issue, sometimes it's the way our body, you know, the, the saying, uh, we are our worst enemies. Sure. Sometimes our body will attack itself. Sometimes our body will attack itself thinking it's healing. This is what the, right. the immune compromised are dealing My with. My father has restless leg syndrome. I know. And one night he kicked himself to death. <laughs> oh, my God. Are well, you, his body attacked him, as, as you so eloquently I'm so sorry. Yeah, he kicked himself to death uh, in his sleep. Yeah, get, restless leg syndrome. But doesn't restless mean like your legs aren't moving like that? No, they were. They they they. they Sounds like the opposite of knees, restless legs. His knees snapped backwards, and he just <laughs> that's he, not a he drop kicked himself in the throat. That doesn't sound like a restless leg. Yeah, it sounds was, like a uh, sounds like a non karate leg. karate leg syndrome. You know, you've brought up a lot about karate. You talked about Ralph Macchio earlier. Sure, I did. And I yeah. wonder if there's something subconscious with this need for defense, or are you just a big fan of Cobra Kai? Uh, Do you know John Hurwitz? Shout out to John Hurwitz, one of the creators of Cobra Guy. It was mm, he who's... No, I'm who, not going to acknowledge that name. Okay. Yeah, there's obviously something going on. There is, and this is... Uh, I'm picking the topics, not you. He also uh, uh, did uh, American Wedding, the American okay. Pie again, uh, series, uh, Harold and Kumars. It, steering it the, not the way He's I He's a great, very, so, great comedy writer. Do, I'm going to... We're going to end out the well, show. Shout out to John Hurwitz. Well, not we're not. Not on this podcast. You just did. We don't, well, I, I'm negating it. Um, we'd like to close out with something. You'd we like call, to clog out. We're going to clog out. Excellent. Excellent wordplay from Thank the you. master. We do a thing called words Word from a wooden shoe. shoe. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the pod. And what you do is you pick okay. out, mm-hmm. it's not word. It's, it's you pick out a word or words and you relay to us. Yeah. Like a, charades, like a, a memory or a, if, if, if it instigates a story yeah. or, or some kind of rest. So are you going to do it too? Well, no, it's only for the guests. So reach in there and pull a word from a wooden shoe. This is actually a real clog from Holland. Seduced. Please, um, elaborate. Uh, and I don't think I told you this. I may have, but I didn't tell you on the podcast when you came on. And I was thinking I should have told you this, and I just didn't think about it. But when I was uh, a little boy, um, I used to watch, I'm not joking, the movie Rocket Man. My dad and I would watch it all the time. We loved Fantastic. that movie. And... Uh, I love the movie so much that when I had the opportunity to speak with you and to have you on the podcast, I got very excited. This is literally Rocket Man. And the way that you are both playful but mindful, the way you are, are uh, arbitrary yet as direct as a goose with a feather um, that wants to be slept on. Correct. I felt seduced by you, and, and not in a sure. negative way where it's like I'm drunk and he's taking advantage. In a way where the chemicals in my brain secreted this, this allowance to, to bring you in, literally to my home, to, to befriend, um, to learn, and to play with. And uh, uh, now seduction has many forms and, and, and could have many demons, uh, like cinnamon. But in this example, uh, I was seduced from you before I even met you. It's called the seduction of the enzymes. S-O-T-A. Or S-O-T-E. I don't know how to spell enzyme. You will. Thank you. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Rick Glassman. Rick, before you go, I, I know you'll want to plug your book, but I also want you to plug anything else that, that uh, our, our listeners, our watchers oh, what can a, enjoy. What a, what a luxury this, this moment I have to yes. speak uh, to the home yes. audience. Yeah, well, it's the, the main thing that I want to plug is... Um, the, the Take Your Shoes Off podcast. But also, uh, I have a show on television that I'm very proud of. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, It's called As We See It. 
you want to go ahead and check that out. It's a great show, beautiful show. Well, the great thing about it being on Amazon is you don't even have to check it out. They'll deliver the whole cast right to your door in a box, and they'll act act out the episodes. Well, in a way, streaming. And uh, that's at Rick Glassman on Instagram. And also, and I'll send you the media, uh, I want to give a big uh, shout-out to uh, Marshall Rug Gallery. Oh, um, sorry. That's Marshall Rug Gallery. Sure, yeah. And we'll cut to uh, the commercial. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. And uh, anything else? Uh, your, your wonderful book, uh, not out yet, but uh, coming soon on Amazon, uh, Pony Rides and Prostitutes, uh, Memories of My Uncle Charlie, uh, Memoirs of a Child uh, with Uncle Charles Manson, uh, Rick Glassman, yeah. what a what a delight! What a, yeah, what, what, a, what, a, what a what a what a to get into your mind to let us in to let us into your mind and jump around and feel it from you and, and feel your brain and also flowing through our you know, toes. I've been a fan of yours for such a long time. Just, uh, wonderful, really appreciate uh, you having uh, me on here. Kind of I was watching. I watched one and I was laughing last night. I watched the episode with you and Nick Swartz, and I thought it was so funny. And and yeah, it's just been a real real treat, a real pleasure, a real. Real good time, and and uh, thank you again for having me and for giving me the opportunity to, to share not only my story but my point of view. So those out there, whether they want to feel better or better understood or better to understand, they they have an opportunity to to listen to this and to feel free and feel carried on, feel cared for, and and it's just always a great time. Being, you know, ever since you know, literally since I was seduced by you, and then and then get to meet we when we saw each other um, at the Hollywood can, can Improv. Can I interject and we had a good, for one absolutely. second? We we and, ended and about a minute and a half ago. And, oh no, I'm just talking to you. I just want to say that I really had a great time with you and have a great time with you. And and you have just just lovely energy. Uh, uh, Remember the word I used earlier: narcolepsy. Theme music. That's it for today, gang. Rick Glassman, powerhouse of humanity. Till next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Scoot doo, bubbity blue. When I was a young boy, I found myself in situations I could breathe in. So I found myself in love, the feeling. Not airing this episode. And I find myself. You've just been canceled. Not airing it. What do you mean? You're done. All right, man. What a waste of time that was. Ass.